guys like us who build PC games or console games or whatever it is, if you take those guys and you said, go and build a mobile game, the way you think about mobile game is completely different. But asking someone to jump all the way to VR or AR is a monumental jump. And so I think it's a generational skill set. And I don't think the killer app is going to come from our generation. I think it's some young person who grew up with these devices. Or don't have the things that hold them back. We have too much baggage in a way. In the same way, like I think that's why Genshin Impact came out of China. That's not going to come out from the US. It's going to come out from places like China because they didn't grow up with PCs. Many of them grew up with just mobile devices. Everything from business model to game design has to be generational and afforded from that perspective. Hey everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of All Chat, a podcast where we're aiming to deliver an unfiltered view behind the scenes of some of the most interesting and current topics within the gaming industry, startups more broadly, and venture capital. Today we will be discussing emerging technology platforms as we're days away from the initial release of the Apple Vision Pro injecting newfound excitement and interest into what they're calling spatial computing. As with many platform launches before, games have always been amongst the earliest applications that drive broad consumer adoption. And we are excited to dig into what role games can play in spatial computing and dive deeper into how games have shaped virtual reality and augmented reality to date. I'm excited to be joined by my good friends and former colleagues, Thomas Vu, previously the head of creative at Riot Games and the executive producer of Arcane, Stephen Lim, who was previously the executive producer of Valorant at Riot Games and now co-founder of Raidbase. And finally, there's Brian and myself, partners at Patron, a venture firm leading seed rounds across consumer and gaming startups. Prior to founding Patron, Brian notably helped to source Idrisa Horowitz's initial investment into Oculus, which was acquired by Facebook a few months after the investment. Now let's dive into our discussion about games on emerging platforms. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, excited to chat about spatial computing, VR, especially on, on the eve of Apple launching the Vision Pro. And um, yeah, I guess to kick off, like, what have your experiences been using existing kind of VR hardware over the years, whether it's games, whether it's movies, uh, other stuff? curious kind of what the baseline is for, for each of you guys. Wow, it's like actually it's... coming so soon. February 2nd. <laughs> like literally like in a yeah. two weeks. Literally <laughs> in a two weeks. That's when we start there. Hell no. It's like 3500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's, it's, it's actually, it's actually 3500 bucks at the base level. <laughs> yeah, the one yeah. terabyte version and then the Apple Care makes it like it's like 4,500. I'm either wrong or right guy. I think you can get it. I, I, I like I'm barely in the uh, Apple ecosystem. I'm like Google. I embrace my Google AI overlords. I just sent you the green way. bubble text. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. I already, I already know who's winning the future battle. <laughs> and um, it's not Apple. <laughs> I, I'm actually pretty excited about 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 this, this device. Um, and... Uh, look, no one has it yet. Even developers don't have it yet. Like it, I think the first dev kits are coming next week. And so, um, but everything I've heard, my friends who are there, just, it's, it's pretty bananas. Like, um, and I think there's a few, there's a few things about it that, you know, like when I constructed my head, like, why would anybody want this? I don't think they're going after the gaming market, first of all. Although I do think the gaming market will come to them because at some point, because they're within the Apple ecosystem, every single game on the app store is going to be on there, you know, naturally, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, there's probably some kind of like sort of control transference, but you know we've all seen those like sort of like devices that connect to your iPhone and allow you to use controls. And so I'm assuming that if you have a, an Xbox controller or a PS4 controller, you'll be able to play like Clash of Clans or something. Um, but why? Why I'm super excited about the device because you know 
I, I think about like the, the sort of entertainment experience, right? Like, and from everything I've heard, the sort of, you can literally have an IMAX on your face. <laughs> and to me, that's kind of like an insane experience at 8K. An IMAX on your eight at, face at 8K, watching, I don't know, Gladiator, Lord of the Rings, whatever movie you want, whatever TV show you want. And even though it's expensive. For two like hours? 30, yeah, for 3500 well, the, the good thing is it, it's, it, you can change the occlusion, right? So you can see through. So you don't have to have like this feeling of claustrophobia, which I think, I think oftentimes like a traditional VR devices have that, that issue. But imagine if you're like a business class traveler, right? And you pay like already $5,000 just to fly around. Now for whatever, eight hours, 15 hours to go to like the Middle East, 12 hours to go to... Paris, right? You have essentially your library of Netflix shows and movies that you're watching in an IMAX for thirty five hundred. Like that's all of a sudden that becomes like worth it in my mind, right? Especially if it's eight K, if it's that good. And I think there's a bunch of other features in there that I think I think people are are probably discounting, which is like being within that Apple ecosystem, you know. I think when I'm similarly using, like the prospect of building like a, your own man cave and getting a big TV and audio exactly. system and everything like yeah, Ex- exactly there's and, value and, there suddenly yeah and the thing is when you're in there you're you have your iMessage you have FaceTime you have all your Apple suite of things right so I think it's more of a productivity tool than anything I think over time they're gonna try to replace this why why have an i a MacBook when you can have yeah. ten MacBooks right and you can access just like your cell phone mobile in a super easy way. And one of the features I think that um, that's going to really surprise people is they have this sort of like, you, we've all seen Blade Runner, right? Where, where, where the, the sort of AI character shows up in person. That's what they have. It, I, I, I forget what they call it. It's like, um, it's a feature. Um, I think it's co co something co collaborative, something or other, but effectively, Instead of FaceTime, where it's flat, like we're on screens, yeah. we're flat, right? You're literally in the screen, in the room with them, and that's that to me is really bananas. Like being in the room with another person, and they, I think, from my understanding, they have it up to about eighty percent, like holistic, so almost fully encompass that person, which is like pretty bananas. Like like having a conversation, and in this in the situation where we're all working from home, right? Like that becomes pretty interesting to have actually people in a room together that's actually in the room together. And, and I think one of the features they have, like they call it parallaxing in, in, in it that I've, I've been looking at that I thought was really dope too, is that, you know, if you're in, you're using Oculus, everything follows you. You walk around, like everything follows you, right? Everything. Yeah. Like they can literally put objects into the world, Right. And you can walk around it. And that is a game changer. To me, that becomes now an empty room becomes whatever you want, right? Now, just extrapolate like version two, three, four, right? Like like when Steven talked about the man cave, like your TV's over there. It's always going to be over there. Your, you know, your computer's always over there. Your, you know, your pinball machine, your pool tape, like that's, I think, going to be where it's going. And I think the first version of it is actually going to be at first, I was thinking, well, this is version one. How good it can be? I actually think it's going to 
exceed people's expectations, even at 35, which is like, actually, I, I wouldn't have said that like even two or three months ago, but as, as it's getting closer and, and more news is coming out, I'm like, whoa, this is like actually beyond what I expected, you know, based on some of those features. And I think, I think, you know, like if you're at a corporation and you're like, instead of a laptop, I just want like uh, this thing so I can use it for just like my laptop. I think companies are willing to put $3,500 because they're already spending that for a video card. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I literally think it's actually, they're probably going to sell out. Like, yeah, already, that's it's, already, it's already sold out. I think, I, I think the oh. thing for me is um, like having worked on the original Oculus deal and having owned a lot of actually Quest and the original Oculus headset over the years. Like if you think about the VR headset, it hasn't really changed that much, right? Since it's released, like it's, it's very much the same form factor. Um, and I think, I think that's like the opportunity that Apple's going after is now you don't actually need to hold a controller, which just doesn't feel great if you guys are ever in like a VR experience. It already is cumbersome to wear the headset, but when you have a like these extra two controllers that are like kind of haptic, but they're not really natural, I think it really gets in the way. Um, I think for V1, my question would be like, how heavy is the headset? Because actually that's like one of the things that really deters most people from continuing to use VR, right? Is like the fact that, you have to wear this thing. It's like strapped to your head. It gets really hot. And I think for something like gaming where you want to be in there for like, you know, if you're like hardcore gamer, you're, you're spending thousands of hours on a title. Like that's just really hard, I think, to do with Oculus. Um, so, so, yeah. so I'm excited. I, yeah, I, I, I think it's just the question is like, I, how can they fix that form factor? Because even with I, V1, it feels like it's going to be pretty heavy, at least from what I can see. I, I think the solution that Apple had and I think it's a smart solution is it's the computer is not in the headset. It's in that device that's connected to the headset. So, you know, you notice that they have that, that thing that connects to like a little box. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so with, with Oculus it's all in that headset. So you're carrying, I they highlighted that this does have like the M chip or something. Doesn't it have in there? But, it, but is it in the headset or is it in the box? I think it's in, Oh, that, uh, I think it's. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that, that there's, a, right there's, a, there's a cable that comes out. And yeah, yeah. This, it's like a this device battery or thing, device yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's already so sandbox VR, out of home VR theater. Effectively, like they've gone to this like custom things HTC product where the computer is moved away from. It originally was like a backpack, and then it was like in the headset, and then now it's like in. Is basically distributed across your body so that the form factor is something you can actually wear for like 20, 30 minutes. But I think Brian's point is spot on. And, and also the initial use cases around games requiring short sessions, movies being like movie clips effectively, or like movie scenes, not like full movies. It's because it's like very disorienting for people to like have it on and then be in that world for more than like 20, 30 minutes. Like you'll have like the VR fatigue, you'll feel nausea, et cetera. And, and so it does feel like a lot of the early developers for it were trying to build entertainment and it was always limited to these like shorter sessions because of the, because of the user experience. Yeah. But it does seem like Apple is trying to move away from purely like entertainment will still be developed for it and you can access the content, but can they actually make it into something that you use instead of a laptop yeah. with instead of your phone in many cases and actually just like use it as a device that you work on, you collaborate on, et cetera. And I think that that's the big question, like how much of it will, how much of that side will develop and what are the applications and productivity tools and, and use cases Does that actually make people more productive and is it actually yeah. comfortable yeah. for, for the, as a generally design? like skeptical, sorry, as a person who's generally skeptical about, um, the waves of VR that have come, 
I generally had the intuition because as a pragmatic person too, like looking for pragmatic social, um, solutions, that AR seemed to intuitively have more promise. Yep. And on that front, you know, they, they clearly have addressed uh, a lot of the issues there and have pushed in that direction. There are some things that are like pretty obvious limitations from um, as powerful as the M chip may be, like is it powerful enough for some of these applications? Um, battery life is always a thing. Like I, I believe it was something like two hours or something like that. That's like pretty limited. Uh, that may not even be long enough to see like their recent movie that they made, the, the movie, like the, uh, the, the, um, the, the recent Apple movie that they're pushing on Apple, uh, Apple TV. Um, the oh, Flower Killers, Flower Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Leo movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> their battery three, three life isn't hour. even long enough for that. <laughs> for their own movie. <laughs> so that's like some obvious stuff. Yes, you can be plugged in while you're doing it. Um, and, and there's like workarounds and stuff. And it's all of that just tells me like, you know, the, the fact that Apple's even doing this shows a level of commitment. You know, they're not going to half-ass it. You know, they're going to be head and shoulders above many other attempts on um, a bunch of UI issues or that's what we should all expect. Yeah. Um, and, but but it's still all like, a transitionary phase, a very obvious transitionary phase. And they, as a result of that, you know, looking at an arm's length as um, like an, not an, not someone in the, the Apple ecosystem, like uh, not wholeheartedly embraced the Apple ecosystem yet. They did something unusual here. This is the first product they did that seems the most prototypey. Like, you know, they didn't have fast iPod. That was like straight away usable. Yeah, well, iPhone Watch, straight away usable. Apple Watch One was Apple. pretty bad. Okay, I, I didn't have Apple Watch One, <laughs> yeah. um, but but that certainly is now like ubiquitous totally. and, and integrated more in their system. Um, still, I wonder how useful the watch really is for people and how much of it is like fashion versus like utility and stuff like that. But that's like what I question of all of Apple. Um, uh, but. But still, it clearly they have like the command and the and the dedication to 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 make that better, which I'm really glad for. I kind of just want to like skip ahead mm. to, and this is all I can foresee. So I'm not particularly imaginative on this front. But in the renderings that have been offered to me, I want the Matrix where I'm just plugged in and I don't even know, or I want the holodeck where I'm just in there messing with people and I don't even know. I love that fantasy, but as long as I don't even want the Ready Player One version where like I'm still attached to this thing and other people are like yelling at me in real life. Like either we're all in the soup <laughs> or we're like or I'm just in my own vacuum in my like um in my in my holodeck dungeon. So like um but that's all I can kind of imagine right now with my limited, you know, creative brain. Um yeah. and, and maybe that's all other people can imagine because we see only like variants of those things, right? Uh, or steps towards those things. But either way, it feels so far off to that ultimate fantasy. Um, and all these feel like half measures that I'm glad like billionaires are like motivated to fund. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's felt very like cart before the horse for a long time. And that's what makes me uh, continue to be like cautious at best, not skeptical all the way, but like cautious at best. Like I'm always generally skeptical of a tech looking for a problem and people having to like shove down your throat. Like this is why you want it. Um, and the case has not been, the, the intermediate cases have not been so compelling yet. Yeah. Um, yes, I would love to watch movies in HD on the plane as much as the next guy, but 
$3,500 like that much or like, you know, for the average person and whatnot, or even the $1,000 version or even the $500 version, like it's going to be really unapproachable for a lot of people for a long time. And arguably with the quest and stuff like that, they've hit price points that you can do that already today at like lower res and yeah. slightly lesser um, quality of life and experience. But, um, but at least there's something there. Um, but even still now, like I've taken what, like, the last hundred flights, have I seen anyone with a meta quest on their head? Not even once. Have you guys? <laughs> I don't know. Are well, people well, going to start doing that? Either... Maybe we'll start doing it with the, with the Apple vision pro because now it's like a fashion statement or whatever. Like yeah, we have the eye knows, now, right? right? So people can actually see your eyeball instead of the, I'll just wear sea goggles yeah. and pretend like yeah, you see the dead eyes. Just like, yeah. Oh, my mister like, no, but, but I think what I, do you want? I, I think brings a good point, which is the, the screen, right? Like if, if their screen is just like step function better, where wearing that is actually better than having like an 80 inch OLED in your house or it's comparable, let's just say. I, I think if it can like somehow justify like the fidelity, because I think that's the other issue with like VR goggles. I don't know if you guys have tried latest Oculus and stuff, but to me, like the fidelity isn't like really there. It's always like, it feels a little bit fuzzy. It's a little bit off. Um, so yeah, I wonder I mean, if like, theoretically I is even the MetaQuest two or three is that better than this like ten inch screen that you have in front of your seat on a flight? Probably, but again, and even at a lower price point, why haven't I even seen one person do it? And I don't know the price point, and, and that's the argument that a lot of people make. And Meta said like, hey, we want to make it accessible for all. The reality is like iPhone fifteen Pro and Pro Max cost like fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred, nineteen hundred dollars. So like. Apple clearly isn't like that is not necessarily a niche product. There's clearly a lot of people around the world like buying iPhones and well, they also carry a MacBook, weight and a MacBook fashion Pro. premium that like other people don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I think there will always be like different segments and different um, like price points, but I don't know that. I think there's some sticker shock on 3,500 because you're anchoring on 500 or 400 or yeah. whatever HTC or, or uh, Meta has been doing. But the reality is like that, that wasn't necessarily going to be the, resting final cost of a VR device, especially if you think that in the future it replaces a laptop or an iPad or your phone, then the 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 expectation is that, yeah. Yeah, the comp is is definitely um, productivity, like iPhone, iPad, um, MacBook. Yeah, I I think the reason why you haven't seen people, and by the way, I've seen one person and it was silly um, on a plane with 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 an Oculus. Your your self doesn't Um, count, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> no, that, that if, if I if, if that's it, it'd, be two, it'd be two people. It'd be two people at that point. Then, you know, I, I see I see myself. Um, no, I, I, I look. I think I think people aren't aren't using. Um, and by the way, the 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 number of VR devices out there quietly is like bananas. I think it's like something like seventy five yeah, million between Sony. Yeah, between Sony and yeah, it's and, it's, and it's a it's a it's a it's a yeah. real number and. And, um, but I do think that, uh, um, one of the biggest challenges is resolution. They're also using technology that's like 70 years, seventies technology. It's, it's the same as what you see in 3d in the movie theaters. Like this technology has not changed and it does give you headaches. And if you can't, if, unless you're perfectly adapted to it, it's not like a form function that's natural to you. It really isn't like, and that's where I think it struggles. Like, um, and in that struggle, like if you can't even develop in it, if you can't be in it for very long, how are you going to develop in it, right? Um, and on top of it, um, the pass through, nobody wants thing, something on their head that is like you can't pass through. Although I would have to say the the new Quest 
um, the pass through is actually pretty good, but it's still artificial. It's like watching a, a like a, a night camera. Yeah, it's right? amazing. Versus, the it is, yeah. yeah. Versus actually, like it's just sunglasses, right? Like I think it's a very different experience. Did you try um, Magic Leap? Did, did, did Magic Leap ever Never any good? No, at this I, stuff? I did try Magic Leap. I actually went there and met with the team, and and uh, unfortunately, they showed me a demo, and they're like, "It's real." I'm like, "It's not real." Like, come on! Like, <laughs> I, I watched, I watched their their uh, professor uh, Gorox or whatever, and I'm like, "That's not real." <laughs> they were trying to convince me a game developer that was real. <laughs> like, that's not real. Um, uh, yeah, it, I mean, like, it was. It's very far behind. Like, I think, you know, again, I haven't used the the the, the Vision Pro yet, but uh, from from folks that I artists and folks that I trust that have used it are like holy cow this is bananas and again who knows right maybe they're just enamored by it yeah so. what about what about the gaming stuff guys like i mean obviously that's a space that you're very familiar with but um even in ar it's like you know pokemon go is probably the one game that's really done well but it just like since then, there just really hasn't been like a breakout AR or VR title. I guess, you know, you have the Beat Sabers and some of this other stuff that's like paid games. But um, like, what do you think it takes before AR and VR gets to like the level of popularity engagement? And again, like I think the headset sales is one thing. Like I'd be more curious about like the actual engagement, like people usage, usage yeah. and like how long they use it and like the hours behind these devices. Like what do you think it takes to like you know, kind of built like a League of Legends level outcome, or I guess Pokemon Go was was that that outcome. But you know, outside of like not having that IP, like what do you think is preventing it from getting people to like play on AR and VR that we've been expecting people to play over the last like decade? I think one obstacle is um, at an abstraction above AR VR in that um, I, I probably will get yelled at this, but. there's a sense that um, a lot of us gamers talk about where you go home, you're, you know, after a long day at work or school or whatever, and you, you want to play games and hang out with the homies and you want to play something, but you open up steam and you get on discord and you're like, Oh, there's nothing to play. And you have that feeling, even though at any given moment, technically there's more games than ever to that you could play, but you don't actually open all those and you go by default to some game that you've been playing for the past year. We call that feeling gamer depression. <laughs> so we'll be 4,000 games shipped on Steam. <laughs> yeah, that you don't feel like playing. <laughs> uh, 15,000 last year from what I saw. Um, so there's some like dissonance there. Um, and so maybe as a result of that, we have this perpetual never-ending feeling of like, why is there something new? There's new stuff technically all the time. Is the stuff being delivered new enough? That's like a valid question. Or is new stuff, is stuff actually inventive and new that we aren't willing to try? It's something else that I think gamers do not often want to acknowledge, but I think it's actually a dynamic where I felt over time, you know, both of Thomas and I worked on Spore where we met and Spore was new on a lot of fronts. And I think in hindsight, when I look at it, it's too new on a bunch of things. I think there's some threshold where it goes from new and innovative to um, overwhelming or unfamiliar. Unfamiliar. Yeah, I think I'm and familiar. I think when it's unfamiliar, you know, every 
I, I believe that gamers are smarter than average like groups of consumers. Of course, I have bias there, but I think in that perspective, we won't blame ourselves for that dissonance. We're going to blame the developer. Like, this is weird. This is not intuitive. Let's say whatever, but basically it's too unfamiliar. It's too out there. And if that holds any water, maybe that could be an explanation for or one of the reasons or one of the obstacles for adoption of AR VR. It's too unfamiliar. It's too out there. And you would think that, well, its job is duplicating or replicating reality. And reality is our reality. And that's what we should be so familiar with. So how much of a leap is it? Um, maybe that leap is too far, or maybe that leap hasn't been closed enough per our earlier conversation. But maybe it all just is too unfamiliar right now. So the we've been gaming um, in a certain format for a long time. Um, transitions to new devices and formats, like they do come. You know, Nintendo has been one of the most successful pushing like new devices and new paradigms for a long time. Um, they also have a nice like, I guess, uh, brand along with Apple that people are much more willing to try and assume it's good and. Uh, be uh, wanting it to be good um, versus some of the ones pushing VR AR right now are have less trust. Like <laughs> I'll just call out like meta, like how much do I want meta to be the one to like push <laughs> AR VR? Like even if it's really a really good experience, the subtext is, do I really want to like log in <laughs> to Facebook before I use this like AR product? And that, maybe is another obstacle is like the ones that are pushing this who are rich enough to like pursue this how much do i really trust them to be the ones to provide it um that's where again maybe apple has a humongous uh, leg and just the fact that they can sell out thirty five hundred dollars and times eighty five thousand units or whatever it was um uh within 18 minutes like that's you know i think all those things are included to reduce the barrier to entry. It's like partially trust as an obstacle, partially unfamiliarity as an obstacle. And then there's the big elephant in the room. It's like, there's still not a killer app and the prospect of devoting enough energy to proposing a killer app um, is pretty monumental. You know, the, in the five, six years ago, whenever it was that VR had like a wave, you had a number of, of excited game developers to like push and try. And since, very little of it has ever gotten any meaningful traction. So now all the rest of us still making games are like, do I want to do that now in like 2024? Um, no, this is big giant caveat here is like all the people who went over to meta and are like developing games in flight that we can't see right now. But like in terms of independent studios or established studios making VR games, all that dried the hell up. It's all like, you know, now we have five or six years of perspective still didn't happen. Now you're like, if you want to pitch a VR product, it's like, dude, it's already hard enough to get something approved now. Now you want to add VR as a layer of obstacle to like a stakeholder. And it's like, it's kind of in this rut. Um, so um, so there are plenty of obstacles here that kind of like keep it from this, like, like in this false start state. Um, but yet, you know, there, there are meaningful, there's like hugely meaningful funding 
and efforts going toward it. Apple coming in is going to be a huge boost that might revitalize a lot of it. But quietly, Valve and Meta has still not stopped. They've like maintained a humongous amount of investment uh, internally, and yet we're all still like kind of waiting for like enough critical mass to like get past. And maybe Apple will have that critical mass um, to jolt everyone back into excitement and action. Um, so far, Valve and and uh, Meta have been in a steady state, and they have shipped a lot of units. But yeah. what have people been playing VR well, well, besides I, I, Beat Saber? And <laughs> how much can you play Beat Saber? Yeah, well, I think VR. You can, <laughs> I got a lot of Tarkov. The VR, play. you can make the argument that it's kind of like the PDA still, right? Um, like there hasn't been an iPhone yet, so you're you're still playing with the device that just isn't there yet. But You're everyone has a phone, right? And, and people, a lot of people play Pokemon like, Go. And I think, Thomas, you and I talked about this at Riot at one point, which is like, you know, what what kind of games can you make more on the AR plus like the smartphones that we have? Like, I, I guess, do you guys have a take as game developers on why AR just, again, like in theory, like that's something that we already use, right? The camera, a lot of people are on Instagram and TikTok. Like, why is it that AR is actually not, not really taken off from like a gaming perspective? Uh, AR has a little bit of um has has a, a forced pacing to it. You can only move through so fast through the world. Mm. So once I'm at yeah. a place, there's like a lot of things I can do at that place, maybe, and that's kind of maybe how Pokemon Go is. Like while I'm here, there's like a there's yeah. like an animal I can catch or the thing I can do. But like, how long until the next place I can move to that has a different thing? Yeah. Twenty, thirty minutes, or hour, or if I even remember to bring it up again, you know? Yeah. There's at least but that layer, yeah. My take, um, and I, I largely agree with with Stephen. Um, I think I think we need to separate like VR and AR. Like oftentimes we keep saying VR AR. I think they're so different in terms of like what their their utility is and why people are in these spaces. You know, so um, and I think it's smart that Apple is like not doing VR. Right? It's just not a VR device. Well, like, yeah, they're telling, um, they're telling everyone to call it spatial computing, and they're always like super yeah, paranoid awesome. about marketing, right? So it makes sense that they're trying to move yeah. into that. Because, because I, I really do think it's 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 super different. That's different as like mobile to console to PC, right? Like completely different form factors, completely different interface. Um, so that's the first thing. I think, I think the the primarily the reason um, why why the killer app hasn't been made is is a lot of what Steven said. Uh, I totally agree with that, which is the best developers in the world are not making are not taking the time to do to do experiments on these devices. I, it's just you know the we we're so discerning about like you said, there's like fifteen thousand games that shipped on Steam last year. We're so discerning about the games that we play and the time that we spend in these games, and we're so precious about it that. Like, if it's not like perfect, if it's not new, if it's not fresh, if it doesn't give you something new, I think it's very difficult for any of us to spend that time. And I, I think the, the the sort of idea of like newness, there's this idea which is like you can only love what you know, right? Like if you don't know, how can you fall in love with it? And I think if somebody is building something that's so far out there, it's really hard for like the general population to like bridge their minds. So I totally agree with Slim. I do think that there is an aff- an affordance and an interface issue because I think oftentimes, and this is where uh, my take on like why people haven't built it is, I think it's generational. Like guys like us who build PC games or console games or whatever it is, like if you were 
take if you take those guys and you said, go and build a mobile game, it's like literally like what? Like the the way you think about mobile game is completely different. And it and arguably it's not that big of a jump. But asking someone to do that, to jump all the way to VR or AR, is a monumental jump. And so I think it's a generational like skill set. And I don't think the the killer app is gonna come from our generation. I don't think it's like going to be like the people coming out of the big AAA yeah, game studios that are gonna build that. Yeah, I think it's some some young person who yeah. grew up with with these devices or don't have the things head. that hold them back. Yeah. Exactly, um, and the, that's the, all we have too much about. baggage in a way. Yeah, yeah. In the same way, like I think that's why Genshin Impact came out of China. It's like that's not gonna come out from the U.S. It's gonna yeah. come out from a place yeah. like China because they grew up with uh, they didn't grow up with PCs. They grew up with you know, well, some, many of them did, but many of them grew up with just, just mobile devices, right? And I think a lot of the, like, everything from business model to game design has to be generational and afforded from that perspective. And so I'm very weary when, when an, a developer is like, hey, I have this crazy idea for doing VR. I'm like, do you VR, like, every day, yeah. all day long? Is that what you do? You know, yeah. unless that's what you do and you're, like, totally in like um like that's just your nature you're now affordant you're completely one with it i think it's going to be hard and so every single thing that i've seen other than the things that maybe work both in ar and vr like pokemon go or um or uh beat saber is like completely affordant to the controls and so we're applying all these like design principles of like walking in vr like it makes zero sense why are you walking in vr it just doesn't feel right, right? Like, and because we apply all the all the the game design knowledge that we have from making like first person shooters and mobas, and you know, like yeah. all these games into a, into a form factor that we have zero idea. Well, it's like, it's like whenever new technology comes out, the easiest thing to do is the and Chris Dixon called like the skeuomorphic, the port. It's like when yeah. NFTs first became popular, like how do we make Fortnite with NFTs? How do we make League with NFTs? And it's like, well. Like that's yeah. missing the point. Like the technology exactly. enables you to actually do something different. Like you need to build something that's native to that, to the use of that technology. Yeah. And, 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 and beyond it, native, yeah. that's the part that's hard. Like if we went back and we saw Geocities, it was a bunch of magazine covers as websites. That's what they thought the web was, right? Nobody could conceive that the web is like so much more, so much more. right? Like so much more than, 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 than bulletin boards and whatnot. But yeah. that generation, at the same time, it's like, yeah, and at the same time, it's it is natural too. Like you guys, hearing you guys talk about this, it it does bring to mind too. The two things we could name as like big successes: Pokemon Go in AR, and then um, uh, Beat Saber in VR. They were both, I think, hard carried by their IPs too. Yeah. yeah. What is Pokemon Go without Pokemon? Like. It, I mean, even with Harry we, Potter, it failed, and all yeah. the, every other company that got funded to build a Pokemon Go for X. I, I would, yeah, I, I mean, I, yes, yes, the IP, but Pokemon Go was before that was that game. Um, uh, Ingress. Ingress, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and, I think and that was those, interesting for like five thousand people, but then yeah. Pokemon Go, like, <laughs> exactly. like you know, yeah. but but from a Fordance perspective, it was it was it was effectively geocaching, right? So 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 there was like this this. ARG that was it's, it's geocaching yeah. where people hide things all over the world yeah. and there's like a massive audience that goes and finds these things it's 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 effectively that yeah, it's a perfect IP. but done in a way that, that has great IP yeah. yeah 
but it's completely affordant. There's nothing about that that is outside of the realm of mobile, right? Like they're not trying to have controls. They're not trying to do any of these things, right? It's all perfectly affordant with the, the device and with the AR. And same with B-Saber, you're standing still, right? Like you're just winging your arms, <laughs> you know? It's very much like, like it works because it's, it's so clearly made for it. And I think anybody working in those devices should really take that to heart, you know? And I think it's going to be a generational thing. I go watch my daughter. Uh-huh. So I have a, I have a, I have a, a Quest and she, I don't use the Quest as much as she does. She's like, like literally hacking it apart. <laughs> playing like Roblox with it. Like she's like hardcore. Like, like every time I walk in the room, she's like on the device. And I'm like, you know what? In five years, she's going to be old enough where she's going to be like, I want to make uh, a thing and it's going to be awesome. And There's I'm an equivalent of that she, for, yeah. for, for, for my kids. My kids, we don't have um, VR in the house or AR in the house, but my kids use Google Home like more than almost anything. Their interface yeah. is a natural language. Like, what's yeah, the population okay. of whatever? And like, I hear like, what are you asking about? And like, that's like normal to them. And so yeah. they're not like leashed to like our like. We go straight to like Google. I have to yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I have to like yeah, force myself to like switch so, over to Bard recently. And like, I, yeah, but I they was do with it so naturally. Recently, and and he's like, yeah, I haven't used, I've never used email. I'm like, never used email. I'm like, that's bananas. It's only Slack. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> like Slack, Discord. Like my daughters don't like using email. Email is for school. Everything else is Discord, Slack, all the stuff. So all their right. paradigm is completely different than, than ours. And there's literally no way of us ever breaching that unless we ourselves stop using yeah. and reprogramming our brain, yeah. right? And for me, largely, I've, I've actually gotten less and less email <clears throat> because of this, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think it's... I it's, mean, the, 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 there's an abstraction layer that is in common between all those. Like it's the desire to connect and communicate and the tool is what changes over time. So I wonder if what you can do is project out from like a classic motivation or a classic um, uh, compulsion and and translate to the, to the new tool. But again, Absolutely. but again, so far we've been, it feels so forced. Yeah. It's like, we have this tool and maybe you can use it for this thing that you've always wanted to do. Instead of like, I want to do this thing and this thing so obviously makes it better. Much better. Well, and it, it, it has to be, it isn't that yet. Yeah, it has to be 10 X better. It's like when you went from Palm pilot to like iPhone three G and they had the app store, like it, it became clear, like, Hey, this thing is actually fundamentally better than any of the kind of handhelds came before it. So I personally think it's like a hardware thing too. Um, as much of a behavioral thing. And I do think if there's like, if there's any company in the world that's going to figure out the interface problem, it probably is Apple, right? Like they've been kind of masters yeah. at They also have the force and the brand to f- shove it down yeah. everyone's throats. Look, I, I, I think it's, it's all of that, but I also think it works both ways. Like there's, I think this is how evolution works. Like, like we got, you know, like flip phones to, you know, Blackberries and an iPhone, like, but it has to approach both ways. And I think, when the iPhone first came out, people were like, oh my God, games on an iPhone, what the, you know, like touching, like, like people were playing Snake on, on the cell phone and people are yeah. still complaining about games. On, and now people are like, yeah, sure, games. I think games on the iPhone and Android devices are the bulk of the industry, like 70% yeah. of the industry is, is revenue generated through these devices. And so <clears throat> I think, I think it's like, it, it's, it's going to go both ways. Like technology is going to go one way and it's going to be built by the old guard 
and then software is also going to be built and then they're going to hit like a wall oftentimes. And then on the other side, a, a young generation grows up and they're like, I'm going to use this in a way that you've never thought of. And I'm going to start building when I come of age, I'm going to start building it in this way. And I think, by the way, this is true of almost everything I've seen in the world, right? Like, like game adaptations required people who love playing games to be old enough to now be in the industry to build things like Last of Us or, or Super Mario or Arcane. Like it took like generations for people who love games to actually express in those mediums, right? Because everybody tried to adapt before and didn't work. So I think it's just like, it's going to work both ways. But at some point you're going to hit equilibrium and then it becomes, it becomes normal. It becomes cultural. It just becomes cultural. Yeah. I think the Google, the Google home thing that you brought up is really interesting. Cause I think a lot of kids are going to grow up with, um, like they might not even be using search, right? They might be just using like yeah, your, 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 your kids are, yeah, going to go straight to ChatGPT or Bard. Um, oh. I, I've been testing recently, um, forcing myself to use Bard as my default yeah. search instead of like Google um, and comparing against like things I recently searched, like top whatever restaurants in a certain place. And I'm like, it's like it's pretty good. 80% there. <laughs> it's like pretty good yeah. already. And so just imagining it getting even better is like yeah. where it can intuit the... like what you want to do next and stuff. Yeah. That that interface, the, the, thing? the rabbit, yeah, the, the rabbit, rabbit thing. Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, I just saw that. Um, really well, right? Yeah, it's really it's really fascinating. Like, I, the, the, I mean, that's effectively the what that Bart Bart abstraction yeah. is like. The aggregate, it's like basically instead of me opening up the thirty tabs, it does it, and then it just yeah. aggregates well, it up well, into like that level. So yeah. dope was, and I'm sure like Apple and Siri is going to do this, but effectively, like the, when he demoed the the sort of like Excel, like he just took a picture of the Excel, and he's like just told it to like re re like you know like he just pulled whatever data out like redid yeah. the tables like I mean, that's, this is what bard and ChatGPT is already doing like right now like yeah. but bard, bard no, no, like that's like, how exactly like how i want to use it but it but it's yeah. it's within a device where you're taking a picture you're not taking a picture with bard right like necessarily right so that's you, what I'm saying. you you can you do you oh, know how they have oh, google oh. lens yeah you know how you google, yeah. google lens and it's like translate this thing or like um well, where do i buy this product and it it it'll yeah, start yeah, doing yeah. that yeah is, is, is it on Apple yet or just Google right now? It's a website. So you can oh. just go to oh, a browser. So you just go on a website. Mm -hmm. You just go to Chrome. Yeah. 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 No, but I just think these interfaces are going to like get go to rapid, rapid iteration at this point, like because of AI. Like in the future, AI is going to be in everything, right? Let's just assume that your chair is going to have AI. <laughs> like it's just going to talk to each other. It's just going to know you so well, right? Like, and, and, my daughters are like all in like they, everything is like you know i showed it to them once and then they're just like they're off to the races. it's yeah. so easy like it's like they won't remember a time before it I, i'm pretty you, you know one thing because i, that I don't remember been... a time before even though internet you know i internet was right before i went to college i really don't remember a time before internet like yeah. it's a where you had all the information accessible you just need to know yeah. what to do to search it but now it's like yeah, for kids growing up bad, now maybe. yeah that's the kids growing up now it's not even you don't even need to type and go to google you can just like talk and <laughs> say something an incomplete idea and then it will know exactly what you're talking about and find exactly. the thing that you're looking for and there's so one that, thing adjacent like to this that, that it makes me think of that is an underlying aspect or an adjacent aspect where for all this stuff to work it needs your data to work better yeah. now there are some of our friends who are like super data sensitive and they're like, you know, this is my, my data. And like, you know, they don't want the ads and they don't want Google to like know all their stuff. So I'm in the Apple ecosystem. I'm like, you don't think Apple's doing this too? Um, <laughs> but, but our kids, uh, not just on that stuff, but including social media, 
there's so much more natural, uh, sorry, transparency is so much more natural to them uh, or a given. And we'll see of all the, the good they or they don't care about it. it. And <laughs> we don't know the full extent of like good or bad yeah. of that, but that's yeah. the norm. But it coincides with the data necessary for this stuff to work better. Which it's interesting because it maybe this could only happen as after the prerequisite of people being okay giving up their data, yeah. which is it's just like a super accelerant that's gonna yeah. it's gonna happen. But the, the exciting part is is just like the I think we all anybody who thinks that like phones are the final form of human interface is nuts, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've met people who are just like I'm like that's like. It's a stepping stone, you know? Yeah. Like, it's weird because, you know, like the first iPhone was like 2007, right? Like, it's Relatively not even that long not ago. not that long ago, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really not that long ago. And I, I think it's going to get, I mean, Neuralink's around the corner. Like, there's all this stuff that's coming. Glasses. And people are going to, yeah, and I think people are going to really be experimental. Like, I think, I think the Rabbit's like just V1 of like, and then the Vision Pro. Like, all these interface tests are going to be, just out of control. Yeah. No, I, I, and I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, it'll probably be like the Ray Ban, the, the Facebook's Ray Bans, like something like that, right? Where it's like seamless and it's like all the software. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. And, and I mean and again, I want to be a matrix. Just put it all the way until it's a chip <laughs> in my brain. And as long as I can trust that I'm not gonna get hacked by some other country, like I'll <laughs> go for it, go nuts. Just make everything easier <laughs> for me. Because I, there's gonna be all those people who are like not in my brain, and there's gonna be all the in my brain people. Like, in my brain, really yeah. Awesome. The divide, the great divide. That's <laughs> gonna be the Borg, and then everyone else, the free thinkers. Last question, since you guys, we've been talking a lot about interfaces. Have you guys seen anything like new or exciting around the the AI LLM stuff? Like, is there anything like from a game perspective that you think has like really stood out? That could be like a new type of genre or paradigm shift. Um. I think the most exciting for me in AI, and I think it's still under under resourced and under um, invested, is robotics. I just think there's just not enough. I just think this is going to be such a game changer. Like I sent, I think I sent, sent Stephen and some of our friends like um, the the robot uh, that that sort of hovers around your house. It's like a ro it's like a Roomba that flies, and there's no there's no there's no propellers it's all with it looks like it looks like a metal gear like like drone you know like that, yeah. that make sure your house is safe and i'm like holy cow like this could be used for so many things like out of control right i, I just think robotics is 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 really excited you know on the game side i think the most exciting i think like i personally think that all the generative stuff like is going to get to a, the ones that will survive will be multimodal because everybody just doesn't want to have to go to like a text thing and an image thing and an animation thing. And I think it's yeah. going to be like one thing that does all of it, but it is likely going to be a race to the bottom <laughs> because, because it's going to be trained on the same data, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, and I really do think it's going to be offline too. Like, I think, I think there's going to be stuff that's going to come out. That's going to be so good. That's like on a two gig hard drive, like, and you can use the world, the entire information of the world without, you know, without like having to connect to the internet. I think that's one. And two, I think the one, the stuff that I think is going to be most interesting will be, will end up being like uh, c coding. I think everybody's going to be really good at coding. Yeah, like, I think your, co your, your coders will get to 10, 10x coders very quickly. I think it's, I mean, like, less, less developers need it. There's, I, I mean, it takes no code to a different level. Actually, like, yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be bananas because 
like code would be really clean. They, yeah. It would be like perfect. It would be totally scalable. It would be, um, I mean, like you can literally do almost anything now, and it's 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 it's, it's like V zero point one. You know, like what's two three years from now? I think that's what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, I, I think, think that's um, gonna be the biggest impact for gaming yeah. for game development. Uh, admittedly, this is a very like stepping stone idea or or stepping what I'll mention is a stepping stone version um, of something that might manifest later uh, that our skeptical team along with me um, are closest to being excited about is what can we do to better use and um, process live data towards modifying the experience within our game? Um, I'll just summarize that as like the concept of being a dungeon master or like a real time so, game designer. You know, yeah. Yeah. Basically. So, so normally we design the game and then the lag between their response and our iteration at best is what every other week of updates. Right. Yeah. But imagine live, like I know that Thomas went to go rob Jason. So like the bartender sends a bunch of quests and now like, I and Brian go and like raid Thomas because then we know that he's not home because the quest giver told us that like Thomas is doing something bad and like, you know, like doing something that like a, a live dungeon master would do, but obviously we cannot individually be there to host on all servers, but at AI could mimic those things or from a, from a um, roster or a menu of like um, quests or behaviors, like, and, and push out of the people given certain triggers in the world. Something like that is like, yeah. Um, more possible than ever before. Yeah, within the game, I I think a lot of it. I, I describe it as like personalization, which is like yeah, the yeah. game. It's a knows. it's a version of personalization. Yeah. yeah, to me, it's like the game knows you, the NPCs know you. They not only know you, but they know you, you, you know. Yeah. And they might even know you from all your other games that you played, you know. And then it becomes that's like the big big version. Well, I'm doing the little little version. That's Blade Runner, right? Like what we you know, what do we know? You did in the last 24 hours. I'm at that level, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think all that's gonna come for sure because it's it's actually in many ways like even before like uh, all the AI craze, like like Google knows you and Apple knows you and Facebook knows you better than you know you. Like yeah. like probably even subconsciously, if somebody asks me what's my favorite color. I have a couple of favorite colors, but I bet Google really knows what my favorite color is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Based on the pixels that I click on with the ads that they put in front of me, you know? Just imagine your calendar as like your quest log. And then you tell Bard one day, like, Google, I'm bored. And then it starts adding stuff to you, like to your itinerary and like, go here, show up here, yeah, do this I, thing. I, I, and you don't know at some point which is real and which is like made up for you and what it's coordinating well, well, between that, other that people to me, too. <laughs> like, how like, crazy is that? Back in the day, they had that 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 crazy. EA, I think, made a game that was uh, like, like oh, the AR game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was around the game. It, um, I don't know if it was related to it, but I remember the movie, the game, or um, is that yeah. Michael Douglas or something like that? Like for his birthday, yeah, yeah. like he no, no, has a whole like, made up game, like that version that you described, driven him, like, by AR. Yeah. If somebody is like, man, I'm feeling bored, like plan me a weekend. Like that's we're not that far from that. Oh no, we, we, like, we're not that far. We, that, that exists today. It's yeah. just yeah. okay today. It's just going to get better. Yeah. A, 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 AI therapist is like, well, I booked you a flight to Cabo. You just have to show up at the airport. The driver's there. You know, I, I ordered DoorDash for you when you land. Like literally 
It can be all. Oh, I can already do that today. Yeah. That's the right. only thing that stops it is, does I have my permission to do it right now? <laughs> and pretty soon those barriers will start reducing and it will just start doing it as if it's, it's like, normal. Fine. I give up. <laughs> I give what it. about NPCs? Do you think like people will ever like build like oh, connections yeah. with NPCs yes. and like fall in love? Was that like the, just, um, that's a, yes. hundred percent. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> so yes. 100%. Like, I've, I've the Blade had, Runner, I've had, isn't that? Didn't yeah, they show that in Blade Runner? Runner right? It's like you already can see it, right? Yeah. But look, I mean, like you, you, we've in even in single player games. I remember when I played Final Fantasy six or three in the U.S. Um, it was pixels, and I legit cried when uh, when uh, in that opera house scene, <laughs> you know, with the octopus. Yeah, like literally, like people will connect with. I mean. People dress up as their favorite characters. They connect with them. They connect with shows. Like the whole illusion of entertainment is to like fall in love with it. You know, like like and games are the best version of this, right? Games are like you have to believe a game matters for it to be fun. So, what's the takeaway from this conversation? Someone out there in your VR uh, VC network. Um, somebody make a um, Pal World pet companion app that's your, that tells you what to do and is your buddy through Adventures in Life. Go. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the way, like, automatically given, funded. Given that what you just said, like AI will know you better than you know yourself, it's a hundred percent that some AI NPC is going to be so. Deeply like resonate with you because it knows you better than you know yourself. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing is like these. This is like what you guys said. These things could, in theory, last forever, right? So it's like they're they're basically a living, like a pseudo living thing at that point. Did it's you guys watch uh, her? her? Her is happening. Her, yeah, her. her. Yeah, it's, like, her. it's like the perfect yeah, example. Just, just go and hire sure. Scarlett Johansson to voice yeah, Siri, the voice. and then combine with yeah, Bard and win. Yeah. Yeah, society's over. That's all the all the single guys are going to be single forever because they'll all just <laughs> be married, married to the NPC. Oh, Isn't yeah. that already happening in Japan? Yeah, yeah, and then and then baby incubators and all that yeah. stuff. Hey, we literally are like you know that movie. There was that movie um, with with Bruce Willis where everybody's they're in pods and they control like AI humans. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is super familiar. No, 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 not fulfillment. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, super Jason. familiar. It literally, like, that's why I'm, like, the whole robotics thing, like, I'm very interested to see, like, everything from Boston Robotics to what Elon's doing to, like, like, if you look at, I think, Amazon, most of the, I saw a video of a factory in Amazon, there was no people. It was all yeah, robots. It's already, yeah. And it was, like, robots that were, like, robots, and they were robots that were, like, humanoids, just, like, carrying around boxes and stuff, like, what? Yeah, but, but we already know the limitation to this. All you got to do is walk 100 feet away from a wall plug, and you're, you're good. Power is gonna stop all this. There's nobody worked on until batteries they, until they they use solar, and then yeah. solar fusion. <laughs> yeah. Fusion. Cool. Well, yeah. Th- th- thank you guys uh, for hopping on. Um, yeah, great, great conversation, and, and we'll we'll figure out some other time to, uh, to to bring you guys back to chat about some other new fun topics. Uh, maybe sure. right after a couple months after this Vision Pro actually launches and. Everyone uses yeah, we'll my, my one. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. You didn't have one on order, Thomas? <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm, I was so lame. Maybe Brandon got one. We have one. I have one. Yeah, I have one. It's coming in March. Let us try it after. I'm getting a dev kit one, so I didn't need to get one.